0: Could the Dallas Cowboys trade Lyle Collins? And how much could they get in return for the pretty good right tackle? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus underscore Mosier on Twitter. Uh, Follow me on there if you want to. You can. Uh, You can check out Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, let's talk about the, the big Cowboys news that happened just after we recorded yesterday. Cowboys are shopping Lyle Collins, or at least they're said to be shopping Lyle Collins. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh,
1: locked on Cowboys fans remember that I had kind of said that, like when you had brought this up previously, that I think that this, you know, if this would were to happen, that uh, I thought it was a pretty strong indicator that they were really leaning into a, a soft rebuild. Now, I think that that was under the assumption that a lot of these other moves would be happening as well. But I mean, we've gone this far. And all the rumored moves that we've all been, you know, wildly freaking out about and, and commenting on, nothing's happened yet. So right now it feels like there's a lot of irons in the fire, but but nothing's finished yet. So it's still kind of difficult to kind of parse what is happening. I I I would have a different opinion if Cooper is gone and then they also get rid of Lyle Collins and they also get rid of, you know, uh, Lawrence, like that's would uh, induce one opinion. If they just get rid of Lale Collins in order to potentially keep Cooper and keep Lawrence, that induces another opinion. You know, it's just right now, it's very difficult to kind of triangulate yeah. what they're doing based on rumors, because, you know, again, they may be looking at a multiple different scenarios, multiple different paths to get where they want to go uh, and, and, and all of this is kind of just feeling out what the market is for each one of these players uh, and, and then trying to like come get their heads together and go, okay, we can get these picks for Lale and, and, and this is for Cooper. Which one do we want to keep and, and try sure. to value that out? I, I think that the one thing I will add is that I think that Lael's, uh contract combined with his talent level makes him a very movable piece, right? Yes, because $10 yes. million dollars for a very good starting right tackle uh, is not a lot of money to be honest. So, so, so
0: here's what I think is happening here. I think the Cowboys looked at the top six or seven players in terms of cap hit, and they were having conversations about whether we can keep them or not. All right, let's just go through it. Right, the first yeah. guy, DeMarcus Lawrence, 27 million. They've already asked him to take a pay cut. Amari Cooper, 22 million. Dak Prescott, they've already restructured his contract. Right, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, they can't do anything there. There's not much they can do there. Yeah. Right. Tyron Smith. Now, we haven't heard anything about Tyron potentially restructuring or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if that comes down the pipe. Zach Martin already restructured. Uh, Dalton Schultz on the franchise tag now, and then there's Lyle Collins. Like they're, they're just trying to go through every possibility, and the Collins one is not surprising to me at all. I I, I think he's really good, but it's pretty clear that he fell out of favor, right? Like the Cowboys... When he returned from his suspension last year, he didn't get his starting job back. Like Terrence Steele started over him for multiple weeks before they eventually allowed Collins to take that right tackle spot. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're going into the 2022 season just anticipating Terrence Steele's going to be the starter because they like how hard he works. They like how reliable is he is. And unfortunately, that's just not Lyell right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not to I say think he, that Collins is
0: a, a lesser player because
1: he's no, not. he's a better player. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's—I don't know—that's debatable. No. Um, uh, and and frankly, you know, I, I I despite the the development of Terrence Steele, which frankly, you know, that's that's on his own route, that's on his under his own power. I don't know why we should have a whole lot of faith in this offensive line coach. You know, I mean, they hasn't really shown us. uh uh, a lot to to you know feel great about i I think there's been some major major terrible decision making that has been Mm -hmm. happened the last year over the alignment of the offensive line and you know if that's just joe philman you know making those decisions fully based on the talent that's in front of him that would be one thing but uh and 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 if 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 this is coming from above him and the problem is mike mccarthy then mike mccarthy is a problem but I just, you know, my thought process is: I understand how they feel about Lale Collins. I understand that we, that he doesn't have any more guaranteed money. Um, I think that if you know if you're getting rid of Lale Collins by himself in order to keep the other two guys or try to keep Cooper, try to keep Lawrence, that's one thing. But if they go the route of getting rid of both Lawrence and Cooper, and they are also trading Lale Collins, I mean, it's hard, even if they aren't intentionally doing it. Yeah. I think it's time to start looking at this as a soft rebuild. I don't I don't know how you would do it otherwise. I mean, they they basically are clearing money off of their books at this point. At, at that point, I, I shouldn't say at this point because none of this is finalized. All of this is rumor. Sure. And I and I will just add in that another rumor that we that we've recently come out too is that there's rumors that the Demarcus Lawrence situation isn't gonna get isn't gonna get changed. Like he's gonna end up on the team. So we're hearing a lot of conflicting reports on stuff. It's kind of hard to comment on it because all all of it kind of is interlinked a little bit, you know. Like how you, how at least how I feel about it, has to do with how they do, how they deal with multiple of these situations. Uh, you know, specifically with Leo Collins, I think he's a better tackle than than Collins was last year. I mean, than uh, Steele was last year. Uh, I think that Steele has an opportunity to continue to get better and, and still be a very good right tackle. I'm, I'm certainly not poo pooing the idea of yeah. him being the starter. But I just think that you don't get rid of talented offensive linemen that are on cheap contracts.
0: I, I want to talk about what the Cowboys could get potentially for Lyle Collins and Trey. But I, I sent out a tweet last night when I was shopping at Walmart. And I actually, I sent the tweet and then I turned off my phone because I didn't want to see what people uh, responded to it. Because that's always a great way to tweet. I Your favorite way of tweeting yeah, yeah. from what I understand, yeah. My, my tweet, it kind of goes to what you're saying. But I said – I. The, The word for word of the tweet. I think the Cowboys would be more aggressive in free agency and trades if their division and the NFC was better. I kind of believe that they think they could soft rebuild, get their cap in order, not necessarily go all in for the 2022 season, but still make the playoffs because the division is so weak. If, if the NFC was a little bit tougher, maybe we don't see them make as many cap saving moves, but I think, I honestly think they can – they believe they can still win the division with a lesser roster this year.
1: Every – even if the Cowboys did every single rumor that you personally hate, uh, dear Cowboys fan, none of it could possibly be as bad as the Washington Commanders trading for Carson. Actually trading for Carson, which has already happened. And it's
0: not even that. It's like you look at the rest of the conference, right? Again, seven teams make the playoffs every year. You pick the seven teams that you think are going to make the playoffs right now in the NFC. It is bleak, man. You might get an 8-9 team making the playoffs next year.
1: You might get two 8-9 teams.
0: You might get two. And I, <laughs> yeah. So and I know it sounds bad, but if the Cowboys – I wonder if the front office is thinking, hey, if we can get our books in order, have a bunch of cap space in 2023, and still potentially compete? make the playoffs and compete – Probably the best of both worlds. Is that the best strategy and the best philosophy? I don't think so, but I think I have a feeling that's what they're thinking.
1: You know, I, I think it's the best strategy if your strategy is to try to rebuild your team a little bit but not lose any revenue f- because your team sucks for a season. You know, like sure. if that's ultimately what your goal is as, as opposed to truly cleaning house and rebuilding. But I mean, like, look, I, I will give the Cowboys the benefit of this doubt a full rebuild while you're have a quarterback under contract, like that seems like ill-advised as well to a large degree, right? Like yeah. you don't necessarily want to waste one of those seasons uh, uh, on a, on a rebuild, right? Cause you know, that just seems foolhardy. So, you know, they, they are trying to straddle the line a little bit. You know, the, the, the reason we're concerned with that is that it's, it's neither, it's neither nor right. It's not yeah, really yeah, committing yeah. to either side. Um, but I, you know, I think that they can, I mean, I, I do think they can do what you suggested because of the reason that what re- you brought up, the NFC is going to be weak next year. The NFC East specifically will still continue to be weak, weak next year. And the NFC South um,
0: might not have a winning team in, in that. And we're playing
1: the NFC South, if I'm not mistaken. You know, that's, that's the, that's our uh, division that we're going to, or that we're playing against the NFC. So, yeah, I, I just think that there is the uh, uh, lots of opportunity for the Cowboys to kind of make their overall long-term situation better while, you know, maybe not losing ground in the NFC playoff race somehow last year, because a, a lower as opposed to a rising tide, a rising tide, rising all ships, a sinking tide is sinking all yep. these
0: ships. So uh, really quickly, the Cowboys actually don't play the NFC South. They play the NFC oh, North, the which are sorry. Oh, yeah. The NFC uh, North, which is Chicago. They just traded away their best player. The Vikings who might be completely rebuilding the Lions and then there's the Packers, but like the other division they play is the AFC South, which that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Which has no quarterback for the Colts, the Jaguars, the Titans, and the Texans.
1: Mm It's not exactly the powerhouse of the AFC. You
0: you could have a a significantly lesser roster than you had this year. And you might still get 10 to 11 wins. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, let's talk about what the Cowboys could get for Lyle Collins in a trade. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. It's that time of year again as we've got the college basketball tournament starting, I believe, next week. From all the latest odds, contests, and player, pro- player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's just open this up. What do you think the Cowboys could get on the open market for Lyle Collins?
1: (sighs) You know, like I said, I, I feel like the contract makes it very enticing, right? Because you're not having to do like a trade and then a re-sign or an extension or, you know, what I'm saying like, I think you could trade for his contract and be happy with it. Uh, I would say, you know, if I'm the Cowboys, I need a th- I need third round pick value at least. Right. Like I, I, I think, you know, if that's even a, an equivalent of a of a, you know, of a, a pick swap higher up uh I, that's that works for me too um but I, I i you know i think to make this even worth their while and not seem foolish to be honest they they need to have at least a, a fourth round pick i would be upset with let's put it that way third or higher is what I'm, I'm hoping what do you
0: think he'll ultimately go for i i i don't disagree with you i think the third round price tag is where i would be like okay i understand a fourth round pick. I don't know what are love we doing. It, so be, because, because again, like it's not
1: costing you a ton of money. I don't care how you feel about Lale Collins. This isn't a feelings thing, man. Like, I mean, he's a valuable player who is on a very cheap contract, and that is a very valuable complete asset. So don't just give it away because I understand he, you know, he's been irresponsible and, and there's there's reasons that you're doing this, but that doesn't mean that you take a bath because of it. Like the Cowboys have punished themselves enough over Lyle Collins' mistake. You know, I, I, I think that they still need to retain the – get the value. And if they're not going to get the value, then get the value out of him
0: on the field. Don't just yes. give him away for nothing. I will say I looked at some recent offensive lineman trades, and the only one where I got, a team got more than a second-round pick was when Orlando Brown was traded from the Ravens to the Chiefs. Lyle's not Orlando Brown. He's not as young as Orlando Brown is, and he's not a left tackle. So – I think you can throw that one out the door, but neither Rod- is Orlando Brown, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I think Orlando Brown's good. We might disagree with that.
1: Uh, uh, I think he's a very good right tackle, but yes, I agree. he's I, okay. anyways, I think they're similar value, but you're right. Orlando Brown's much younger, so
0: so Rodney Hudson last year was traded for one of the like a late uh, third round pick. Gabe Jackson was traded for a fifth round pick. Um, Seems like that's kind of the value, but somewhere between third and fifth round, depending on your age. Uh, we don't see very many offensive tackles traded unless it's for a first-round pick. I, I just have a feeling, Lane, it's probably going to be a fourth-round pick. But if I were the Cowboys, that's not the direction I would go. You mentioned a pick swap. And I actually, there, there was a really good one uh, that our friend Joe Goodberry sent us yesterday. He was basically saying, Why couldn't the Cowboys and the Bengals work out a deal where the Cowboys send pick 56 and a late, I think it was like a fifth round pick and Lyle Collins for pick 31, right? You get another first round pick with a fifth year option. The Bengals, the Bengals keep, you know, one of their picks so they can keep adding their depth, but they get a starter. I think that makes a lot of sense. That might be too much value for Lyle. I I don't know what the the NFL is going to decide, but something like that makes a lot of sense.
1: I don't, I mean, seriously, I don't know how, why either team wouldn't do that. You know, like it makes tons of sense. You reunite Lale with Frank Pollock. Uh, you, uh, you get the, you get the value that you're looking for. No one loses the, a pick except for the Cowboys losing like a fifth or whatever. But yeah, I think it was just willing, something else. To give up.
0: yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: But that, but I totally am on board with that because of the value. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm on board with that for sure. If they if they wanted to do that, if they insist on trying to get rid of Lyle Collins, at least get value to him.
0: Then the benefit then is you could probably get a first round offensive lineman that you like. So let's say, let's say at twenty four you take your receiver or your defensive end. I'm betting you still at thirty one. There's going to be Kenyon Green, uh, maybe Zion Johnson's there. Maybe that Tyler Smith from Tulsa, who we've been hearing rumors about, or Reinman from Central Michigan. Like, There'll be somebody there if you want to try to upgrade your offensive line. I I think that would make some sense. Yeah,
1: I agree. And then it still allows you another first-round pick to do something with that other pick to
0: fill another hole. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, when When do we think a trade will happen for Lyle? Do you think it'll be before free agency, which starts on Monday? Do you think it'll be after? What do you think? I don't know that there's any
1: like time pressure for the Cowboys necessarily because, I mean, honestly, they could make this deal on the clock. But I think for the other teams, there may be more pressure, right, because they want to get their offensive line situation solved or at least have an idea of of how they're going to solve it. Uh, uh, going out at least going into free agency, knowing if they're going to have to target someone or not, so they, they may try to make this deal soon. Or what the alternative could be is that, that maybe they try a couple things in free agency and see if they work out. If they don't, then they circle back with Dallas. I don't know that this needs you know, I, I mean, kind of talking to it, saying it out loud, I, I really don't know that there needs to be any time pressure on this. I mean, Actually, I, think, I think the
0: longer the way the Cowboys will probably be better, right? Well,
1: for the yeah, for the Cowboys, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I think for the teams themselves, I, I think. You know, they, you know they're they're probably going to be strung out by the Cowboys just by saying, "Well, we're waiting on a better deal. We're waiting on a better deal." Because, like you said,
0: they, they don't have any pressure to do well, it immediately. They don't need to do it at all. So, well, and the it, other it reason why it wait. makes sense for the Cowboys to wait is it's not like trading Lyell suddenly opens up ten million dollars of cap space this year, right? Yeah, it opens up space next year, which is really the reason they would do it. They would save about fourteen million in twenty twenty three. So. what's 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 the cap
1: space savings for this year do you know off the top of your head uh yeah it's one like
0: 1.5 million
1: yeah so that's not like enough like that was my only thought is that like if that cap cap money could eventually could like free up something to kind of you know finish one of these other deals that might you know be a reason why you would want to finish it earlier but for 1.4 million dollars like that's not going to be the uh, uh, the the burst in the dam that's actually going to make sure that you can sign you know any one of these other guys that you're trying to like either yep. resign or sign deals to so it, yeah the Cowboys have no pressure at this
0: and point. the offensive tackle market is really bad in free agency it yep. just is like it's the same retread guys that we saw last year and there's going to be a team whether it's the Chargers who have a bunch of cap space the Bengals who have a bunch of cap sca- space the Colts the Broncos all those teams need tackles one of them is going to get left out right? It's just going to happen. So I think creating a little bit of, you know, urgency there, especially if you're like at the Broncos, right? Because you don't have a first round pick. You don't have a second round pick until number 64. If you don't get a tackle in free agency, you're not getting one. You're you're just not. So, you know, if you could trade pick 64 for Lyle Collins, which again, that would be, I would do that if it's the Cowboys, right? Get a second round pick. I, I think there's, that makes a, a lot of sense. So we're going to get to the combine stuff, but <laughs> I promise we're going to do that in the third. <laughs> um, just a tweet that I saw this morning that I, I sent you uh, that Ray Gregory's market is heating up. Um, do you believe it?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I think we need to have a larger conversation about not taking the bait guys. Like I, for, maybe, I mean, is it possible that that's a true tweet? Maybe, but I, I think that the, the uh, immediately you see that and it looks like agent chum it looks like something that's being put out there by the agents to kind of draw up interest it, th- that to me reads like a uh, uh and you said it you pointed it out that to me reads like an agent saying please somebody offers more money than what dallas is offering us <laughs> because all the dallas is offering us is is not what we're hoping uh, even the, w- the way that was some of it was worded i saw it was like uh when he had, had the best season of his career Well, I mean, Randy Gregory hasn't had exactly a a career full of, uh, you know, plentiful, productive seasons. So that's not exactly a huge, uh, huge endorsement of him. So I, I think that he's like, you know, it's like we talked about. It's a very difficult market for Randy Gregory for all the reasons that we had mentioned previously, including, you know, where the market is, all the free, all the draft guys that are coming out that are, you know, that are accomplished edge players. He's 29 years old. He's had problems staying on the field for one reason or another. Uh, I think the Cowboys value him more than other teams do because the Cowboys know who he is. Yep. Uh, and I, th- I think that Mark that the market is probably going to reflect that.
0: Uh, and I think part of it is one of the teams that had a bunch of cap space that needed another edge was the chargers. They got yeah. theirs yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you have, these are all edges that are going to get paid more than Randy Gregory, Von Miller, Taylor Jones, Jason Pierre, Paul, jerry hughes judevion Clowney, emmanuel agba maybe dante fowler definitely hassan reddick plus you have some older veterans like melvin ingram and justin houston and charles harris and then harold landry just got paid like there's a lot of guys out there plus the draft class like you mentioned i think randy gregory would love to get 14 million a year i just don't I think the market's I don't out think there that's for gonna him. happen you know
1: so, i i would take i would take randy gregory's 2023 potential upside over half those names that you mentioned probably because i do believe that he has that ability in him and that i think he can he can and will do that but I mean, there's so much circumstance behind his situation, yeah. and none of those guys have that. I mean, what may, some of them may have one of those circumstances, like oh, they are also 29 years old or also 30 years old. But very few of them have, you know, a 29 year old who's only played like X and, amount of snaps. That and has, that's the had, thing is
0: like you have Chandler Jones and Von Miller who are 32. Jason Pierre, Paul, Adam in there, they're, they're all 32, but those guys all have a bunch of stats, you know, a bunch of stacks and they're proven. And then if you want to go younger, there's guys like Hassan Reddick yep, who exactly. are 20, 27 who have more production. It's just, and that's not even mentioning the draft class.
1: The draft yeah. class is one of the best edge classes we've yeah. seen in, in, in as far as depth goes in years. So uh, I, I think the market is just a terrible market for Randy Gregory to be coming out into uh, and, and especially for him because of, of, of the way his season, if he had played a whole season and got like you know uh, and been 11 sacks. on the field the whole time yeah. and got 11 sacks, that would be a different story. But he got six sacks, it's not like you know, it, 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 there's a reason that the tweet didn't say six sacks because six sacks isn't very impressive sounding, right? Like, so I believe in Randy Gregory, and this is not me sliding Randy Gregory. I, I think that we're gonna get a steal out of him i really do honestly believe that but i also can i can very easily make the case for why he doesn't have a very good market and it has to do everything with
0: the market yep and who's on it and i didn't even mention guys like charles harris who was really a bust early in his career he's younger than Randy gregory he's been healthier he's played more snaps by the way he had seven and a half sacks last year someone's going to talk themselves into paying charles harris more than Gregory because he's been on the field more and he had more recent production. He's not a better player. No, I mean Harris is not a better player than Gregory. But that's just the way the market works, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So production uh, matters at this position,
0: you know, especially if you're paying a bunch of money, you want it. And so does availability, almost more than the production, right? And that's why well, somebody
1: they're, like
0: they're, they're, yeah somebody like Belvin Ingram last year, who had a bunch of production, but had one year where he missed some time all of a sudden he's getting a one year, $4 million deal.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: he, the Cowboys are going to be fine. there. I, I would be shocked if Randy Gregory is not on this team next year. I would be shocked. Yeah.
1: And for way more, way less money than I yeah. bet. Most of you are anticipating.
0: It, it wouldn't even shock me if he takes a one year deal too. Right. Because oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, I would honestly, I would if I was, I, was I was Randy think. Gregory, I would, I would take a one year deal for like, I don't know. I'm, $8 million, $7 million, Perfect. because that, nope. I, I don't know that you're going to get more than that. Nope. And then you go in and, and and you try it again. And then hopefully next year, the market isn't nearly as swamped with with veteran pass rushers. And you come out looking like a fantastic player who just had a 10 plus sack season. Uh, and, and you're the top of the free agent market, despite only being 30 years old. Or nope. despite being 30 years old. Um,
0: I, I've got a feeling the edge market's going to be like that for a while, though. Uh, it's that there's a lot of as well i rushers.
1: mean like i said that that draft class is really flooding the the, the league in a way that it really hasn't been flooded yep. with pass rushers in a while
0: yep uh all right let's uh take one more break and then i promise we're getting to combine stuff <laughs> promise uh I'll tell you guys about built bar uh this time of year almost everybody has given up on their new year's resolutions but not us and that's cuz we have built bar to help us out Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. Mm. They're low calorie, high protein. Uh, You can replace these with your your typical candy bar that you have every single day. Uh, And they're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to whatever candy bar you like. I used to like Three Musketeers, Twix. uh, But those have 240 calories, 270 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, Go to built.com use promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your next order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Combine time. I know the combine uh, finished <laughs> up on Sunday, whatever that day was, but uh, for the Cowboys specifically for the Cowboys, any yeah. winners or losers that you, that you saw man
1: i mean it feels like the defensive tackle class suddenly looks a lot better right mm-hmm. like i mean i think you looked at jordan davis and and you kind of confirmed that he is an absolute freak of nature but i mean even beyond that i thought Wyatt had an incredible workout um you know i think can that- we talk
0: about jordan davis and why he would fit the cowboys by the way because i see it, yeah, a lot of bad takes yeah on jordan absolutely davis. first Please. of all he's not getting the 24 so this is kind of no, absolutely but so it's the overall but yeah. point remains right well I, I know a lot of people are saying, well, you're only you're in your nickel all the time. So why are you gonna have a 340-pound defensive tackle in your nickel? Because it can help you stop your run, stop the run while you're in nickel, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about getting gassed on the ground while you're in nickel. And I think he can help there. Is he gonna be a dominant pass rusher in the NFL? Probably not. And is he only gonna play, let's say, 40 to 50 percent of the snaps? Probably. But I don't care if he helps you get to third down. Like if he helps you do that and you can replace him with a DeMarcus Lawrence or somebody else, that's fine. I, I just think he's a, he's a really good player. I
1: also have a really hard time believing that he has no value as in the, in the pass rush. You know, oh, yeah, I don't, I he may, he, yeah. he, may not be a uh, a guy who's going to get six, seven, eight sacks as a defensive tackle. But I think that the idea that he can collapse a pocket can crush undersized centers uh, can can force double teams that can draw away double teams from the outside, opening things up for your guys on the outside. I think that's something that has incredible value. And then you oh, add dude. in what you just talked about, you dominant dominant run. You it makes your linebackers play better. It's a force multiplier. Wow. You know, it's it's it it makes your linebackers better, makes your edge rushers better. His stats may not be what may not you know end up being outrageous, but I think that what he does is that he provides a lot for the players around you in the sense that. Would it be worth the twenty fourth pick? Absolutely. Now, if we're talking about fifteen, I, I you know that's when I would start having a conversation. Yeah, we could have a conversation
0: it. about it. But but twenty four, it's like yeah, absolutely.
1: He falls to me at twenty four. I'm taking
0: him. I asked uh, somebody who I was watching the combine with the other day. I said, if you could have any player in this class that would help Michael Parsons the most, who would you take? It's Jordan Davis for me, right? If he's somebody that can take on two guys and. Uh, he can let Micah just shoot gaps or you can use Micah more as a pass rusher. If you can help you get to third and seven more often where you can have Micah rushing the passer. Like this, I, I just think this guy's incredible. I, I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Cowboys defense. And frankly, I think he's the type of player they've been missing for, I don't know, last 25 years or so.
1: Yeah. It's been a long time since they've had a guy like this. And, and I think that, you know, with Quinn, you'll do creative stuff with the two. I would not at all be surprised if he was on this team to see Jordan Davis line up as a five technique over a left tackle and just bully a left tackle back into the quarterback's lap. I, I, we've seen that kind of thing before they like to play Osa out there. And I don't think it was just because Osa is, you know, explosive and, uh, and, and, you know, has good leverage. I think, you know, there, this guy has the athleticism to do a couple of neat things, maybe not full time, but like you can do things with him that can cause create uh, problems create confusion and, and yeah. just make the uh, offense uncomfortable the guys like these you know they they're the stirs that can that uh, can uh you know they're the straws that can stir the drink sure. on defense sure. even if they're not the ones that are you know, gobbling up all the sacks or making all the tackles they're definitely providing for the folks that are
0: and, and dan quinn has experience with these type of guys 2017 he had done terry poe Now that was when poe wasn't completely washed and he was a good player for them started all 16 games you go back to Seattle days, so they had Red Bryant and they were playing That's as right. the base defensive end. Like, mm-hmm. they're, the, he knows how to use this type of guy. Is that what they're going to draft? Probably not. He, I don't think he's going to. I mean, there. he's not
1: going to make it to them. But no, yeah, he's not going to make it. Yeah.
0: Uh, who else for the most class uh, impressed you or didn't impress you? <sighs>
1: um, you know, I, I, the, the Washington uh, defensive backs not testing well. I, I think. Duffy and
0: Gordon. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I that it doesn't really have a huge uh drop off for me i mean i think that i i still like those guys uh so that kind of helps the cowboys if you like those guys they, they could they could fall a little bit
0: uh um, dan quinn's not gonna like him because they both have t-rex arms so
1: yeah that's true that's a good point um i uh let's see who else i, I thought that the wide receivers you know obviously all came out blazing fast i mean i except think for again burks. yeah except for burks we, we, but we talked, talked about, about yeah we talked about those guys but i do think that that for me kind of it kind of sealed things with, with me for Alave because yeah. the one thing I had a hard time watching him was he's so natural looking; it's hard to tell how fast he is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and he's playing in Ohio State, which is filled with a bunch of fast guys too. So it's like, are all these guys just kind of fast, or is Alave faster than I thought? And Alave was faster than I thought. That four two six number is obviously ridiculous, but yeah. but but I mean, the point is, is that I, I mean, my I estimation was that he was more of a, you know. Closer to four five than to a four four. So the fact that he was sub four four to me uh, really gives you an idea of exactly what kind of player you're getting there.
0: Um, I, I, the only other one I would say is linebacker was shocking to me. And a little I mean, we yeah. knew there were some athletic guys in this class, but that Wisconsin kid, man. What, oh, what uh, Leo Chanel. Yeah.
1: Chanel, yeah. like, uh, did he, uh, he, I don't know if he actually tested, did he test at the combine too? He, did. I he, he ran a four five
0: three officially at the combine.
1: But I mean, just the numbers and then the pro day numbers he had were just absolutely absurd. Yeah. Uh, I, I think one guy that kind of is being tacked on a lot because of uh, the Jordan Davis stuff uh, is the UConn kid, Travis. Uh, what's his name? The defensive tackle. Travis uh, Jones. Travis Jones. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought that he had a really impressive workout for a guy that size. Um, and, and you know I think other people have mentioned this too that you know you didn't have Jordan you didn't have the Georgia boys there that Travis Davis would be the, the guy that you're talking about at the defensive tackle class because uh, that was a really impressive workout.
0: Um, I, I I just mentioned the linebackers again really quickly. Um, <laughs> I think day two is when you're going to want to grab grab a linebacker in this class. I, I love the Kobe Dean. I know you like Devin Lloyd a lot, but. Day two is when you're gonna get the value. Troy Anderson, well, my my guy from Montana State ran a 442. Christian Harris, who we didn't love, he ran yeah. a 444. Channing Tyndall, 447. Quay Walker, 4'52. Uh Damone Clark, 4'57. Chad Muma, 4'6, 3 and was outstanding in all the drills. Like, if you wait to pick 56 and you want a starting level linebacker with a lot of athleticism, there's going to be three or four guys available there. So I, I think that's a spot where I will, I'm almost penciling in linebacker sometime in day two because you're just going to get a good player.
1: Well, and I was just going to say, I, I mean, kind of on the other side of that spectrum, Devin Lloyd didn't necessarily have the best day no. uh, uh, athletically because, I mean, the whole point, And again, why it really matters for some of these folks versus other ones is because you view them as athletic profiles. You, you, you You're grading them yeah. with your eyes as these are upside folks. So when they don't present – the athleticism that you're banking on for him to be, you know, develop, then you're, then you really take a step back. And go, well, what, what am I hanging my hat on here? So uh, yeah, I think Lloyd's athleticism uh, numbers are going to make some folks go back and rewatch some of that tape. I don't know if that necessarily is going to make him move or anything, but it's certainly when compared to the guys that you just mentioned, it yep. certainly does re- kind of affirm that, Hey, I can get guys that are more athletic. Maybe they have more upside down the road, uh, a little bit later down the road if I needed to. And, and, and it'll cost me obviously a round or two of picks later, which is obviously much, you know, much more palatable if you're trying to get multiple starters in this draft class.
0: Uh, the, the only other guy that I want to mention before we head out is Trevor Penning, the offensive lineman from Northern Iowa, right at four eight nine forty, And you know why that's important? Because we've been talking about that on the show, like all the all pro offensive linemen over the last 10 years have all run uh four nine or faster uh i actually know the cowboys like him quite a bit don't think it's going to matter because it sounds like the, the chatter at the yeah. combine was he's not getting past number six and that's pretty high for him but i get it because there's only so many guys in the world that are six eight and 315 pounds and can run a sub four nine forty so uh a really good player uh probably pushed his uh stock out of the range for the cowboys On the other
1: side of that, a guy that the Cowboys kind of were interested, or at least Cowboys fans are interested in, uh, this isn't really a testing thing, but, I mean, you have to look at what Tyler Linderbaum's arms came in as and and add it to the list at this point, right? I mean, you're you're not double counting it, really, because, I mean, we knew he was undersized. But I think you know being five, yeah, yeah, being five or six pounds under 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 three hundred pounds is one thing, but also having really short arms, it kind of compounds on it a little bit. So yeah. uh, again, that doesn't change the tape I saw. That doesn't you know like somebody pointed out the fact that he was able to do that with that, at that do what he does on tape at that size is incredibly impressive. Uh, but it is something to keep in mind, and that you know the the, the guys that, that he's going to be facing week in and week out in the Big Ten is not going to be the same kind of guys that he's facing week in and week out yep. in the NFL, and and, yep. and athleticism inside
0: really matters a lot more in the NFL level. And, and two more guys before we head out. Um... Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson, the two guards, were in the same groupings together. <laughs> and Zion, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zion just out-tested him. He, he was just yep. the the far better athlete. And not totally unexpected because no, he's a little no. bit older and stuff. To me, the thing that I, I thought was interesting is Kenyon Green just looks sloppy. Like, the body yes. and the build look really sloppy compared to some of the other offensive linemen, which is a little concerning. Like, this is the biggest – interview of your life and it kind of looked like he was out of shape and that kind of stuff so i think those guys were pretty close going into the draft process i think johnson's pretty clearly ahead of him now for me Uh, i could be wrong eventually but i think he's a lot safer that's all
1: i agree i think burks also suffered from a similar situation like we mentioned where it's not so much that the testing concerns us is more just like what, you know, why didn't you show up to test better a little bit with Burks? It's like, we're, we're, we're kind of coming to learn now that he came into the whole training process at 240 and was trying to drop weight as opposed to add speed. But with green, it's like, you know, this, he looks like he hasn't trained. He looks like he just came off the season, you know, and, and um, yeah, you know, that's a little concerning because of what you just mentioned. So, uh the tape is still the tape i still think he's a good player uh but but i i think you have to kind of evaluate and and investigate why you know why the combine numbers and why he just he looked
0: like that in the combine you know uh i i still would hate to pick at 24 because i think he's a good player but no zion's somebody that'd be jumping up and down with if he was at the pick at 24 because i just think he's a much safer prospect that that's all i agree Uh, All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday with uh, some free agency news. Free agency kicks off on Monday. I'm sure the Cowboys are going to be crazy busy at the opening bell. Uh, So we'll break down all of their big big signings and we'll track Jerry Jones' jet like we used to do in the early 2000s. yeah, well, actually, might just be getting
1: that. Uh, well, Jerry Jones's jet may be busy doing other things at this point, so we
0: may then have nothing to do with free peak, agency. peak free so. agency for me was when I was tracking Jerry Jones's jet like in 2005 when they were looking at Aiken Adele. That's when I was really oh, excited,
1: man. About yeah. uh, and the uh, awesome Wah to see if they were going to sign decide. That was another awesome one, one. Yeah,
0: that was a big one, too. Oh, wow, man, never came to Jeez. Uh, Those were the, the days. Show. <laughs> also, <laughs> at on cowboys you can follow it later at mccool bcb i'm at marcus underscore mosier we'll see you guys next time